Very warm greetings to one and all in the blessed name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Every year our church has two combined series with the fellowships. We choose topics to help the church get on the same page on certain issues or certain doctrines. So that, so that as a church, we have the same conviction, we understand why we take certain stands on certain things. And also have certain convictions about certain um, doctrines. The topic for this round is worship music or worship of music. The topic of music is a very sensitive one. Especially to young people. It's a topic that has been requested for many times, but we did not manage to do it. Because of some urgency of other topics, and thank God that we have arrived tonight where we can cover this topic. Now let us turn to your notes. If you look at page number two. Under 2.1b, there's a passage, Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 to 3. If you want, you can turn to your Bibles. We are going to read Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 to 3 together. Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 to 3, we shall read first in English, followed by Mandarin. Reading. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. May God bless the reading of His Word. Let us look to Him in prayer.
Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for seeing us through the week and gathering thy children to study thy word tonight. Lord, we approach your throne seeking cleansing and washing in the blood of Christ. Lord, wash us thoroughly that we may be acceptable in thy sight. We want to confess and repent of our sins. And Lord, as we come, we ask that your Holy Spirit will be our teacher. This night is a battle for spiritual truth. On a topic that has caused much um, dissensions and arguments in Christianity. Father, work in our hearts that we may be submissive to thy truth. That these sessions may be used of you to establish thy church. To keep it from falling. And to establish the conviction of every hearer. Lord, that to the very end of our lives we may worship you aright. Father, be in our midst now to help us accept your word and to submit to it. Remove every distraction, we pray. Speak, O God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, please turn to page number one. God willing, we'll cover four parts tonight. We will begin with the biblical principles on worship music. That is where we start from the Bible. And hopefully, as we go on, you will always link it back to the biblical principle of worship. Then we cover the history of music. Now this is crucial. Unless you understand history of music, you cannot understand why we do not take part in this form of contemporary Christian music. You cannot say, I do not care about history. Without understanding history, you will find it difficult to accept. Then we'll cover, as we cover church hist- uh, the music history, we will talk about the different music genres, the different classification of music styles. And, and many of you have questions about instruments in worship and dancing in worship that is common today as well. I encourage you as we go on, just copy down some questions Submit it and I'll answer it next week. Uh, on your way out, you can just, there is a question box, a yellow box on top of the hymn book rack. Fill it, fill the papers, and then drop it in there. All right, so I want to read to you 
two quotations from this very famous man called Rick Warren, who wrote The Purpose Driven Church or Purpose Driven Life. Now he says this worship has nothing to do with style or volume or speed of a song. God loves all kinds of music because he invented it all. And then he goes on to say that um, Christians often disagree over style of music used in worship, but there is no biblical style. Actually, before that, he said, if it is offered to God in spirit and in truth, then it is act of worship. In other words, God will accept it. And then he says, there are no musical notes in the Bible. We don't even have instruments that people use in the Bible. There's no such thing as Christian music. There are only Christian lyrics. It is words that make the song sacred, not the tune. There are no spiritual tunes. First question is, is it true that whatever we offer to God, God accepts as long as we feel is spirit and truth? Is it true that music itself is neutral? Only the words matter. In other words, music does not have any um, message in itself, no philosophy, no message. Is it true? We will see later. Then he goes on to say further. Now he said, in order for you to grow your church, you must identify who you are trying to reach, identify their preferred style of music, and then stick with it. So he said, do a survey, know what the people like to hear, then have that kind of music in the church and always have it. Now Rick Warren's church is settled back. Now he says, settled back now has a complete pop rock orchestra. We've often been referred to as in the press as the church that likes to rock. So he's very proud that his church is known in newspapers, in magazines as the church that likes to rock. But I wish to point your attention to the footnote that I made at the bottom of page one, item four. The word rock and roll or that classification, this phrase rock and roll is actually a euphemism, a slang that is meaning fornication, having sexual intercourse. Now, 
Rock and roll describes the action of two persons in fornication. I don't think God appreciates that his church is associated with that kind of language. Now next. He says we have attracted oh sorry, we use the style of music. Now he acknowledges that, that there is a style, although he says neutral, he said there's a style of music that the majority of our people in our church listen to in the radio, on the radio, we have attracted thousands more because of our music. Now, people acknowledge music attracts people. Music is not neutral. Music has a very powerful effect. Whether it's a positive or negative one, that's the question. Now, churches today, they use music to attract people. And here is a mega church pastor saying that he has attracted thousands because of music alone. The question is who are you attracting? What are you attracting them to? That's the question. Now let's look at the biblical principles. And I think a good place to start is where we quote the Westminster Confession of Faith regarding religious worship. Now to establish three key areas when it comes to worship music, in fact, music as a whole must at least have these three um, criteria fulfilled to be used in church. Next week, we will go into specific details on how should we choose music for church for personal listening. But these overarching principles first. Now, Westminster Confession of Faith 21.2 says, Religious worship is to be given to God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and to Him alone, not to angels, saints, or any other creature. So the first principle is taken from Isaiah 42, 8, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Christians must be very clear of one thing. Worship music is also part of presenting to God. Music is not to entertain men or to attract you or to make you feel good. Music as part of worship is being presented to the Holy God. 
If you come to church because of the music, now I like to go to this church because of the music. That church, yes, the preaching is good, but I don't like the music. Because that music do not suit my personal likings. Then I'm afraid we are worshipping self, not God. We are presenting things to ourselves for our flesh rather than God. If it is the right music, then it is the right music. What is the right music? We'll see later. Means there are wrong music. Is there such a thing? Now, first, first and foremost, A, establish a high view of God in reverential worship. We have to ask, does that music establish a high view of God? B, it pleases God, not your flesh. C. It glorifies God, not the performer or singer. So the question is, in many of these concert-style worship services, where you have the performers up there, the way they dress, sing and move. The question is who is getting the attention at worship? Now, item two. Page two. We are reminded the acceptable way of worshipping the true God is instituted by God Himself. So is it true that um, for Rick Warren to say that really it doesn't matter what we bring, that's good enough? There is no biblical style. Any style will do. We read a passage just now. Nadab and Abihu at the inauguration of the Old Testament temple. In other words, this is the beginning of temple worship. It is a very serious um, stage setting for God. Nadab and Abihu, you look at that passage, point D. They took the censer. Now notice it says, and put fire, and put incense, and offered. As we have always studied the Hebrew language, I always remind us when there is this repeated conjunction end. It is to draw the person's attention in this language to observe, to take note of, and there is a deliberate action. They in themselves put the fire on the and put the incense on them on it, and then they 
offered it to God. Was it biblical? Does it matter? Notice what God said, God did. Fire came out from God because they did that which He commanded them not and devoured these two men. Now, if, if God does not care, there's nothing biblical. As long as you do what you want, bring what you want, fine. Then why did God do this? God did not command them, means God did command them, God did give principles. They knew what they were supposed to do and not to do. And they offered what God called strange fire. Strange being foreign to God, not what God ordered, not what God allowed, not from God. It is not of God. That's why he says not he did not he commanded them not, means he did not allow it. Means God had a design on how they should worship, but they did not follow the design. Why was this so serious? The very first inauguration, God would set the standard. God is saying, you do not approach me as you wish. You do not bring and offer to me whatever you think is appropriate. And whenever God personally intervenes to judge, we better take note. God personally intervened. God made sure that when he killed the man, the people knew very clearly it's God that killed them. It's not accident, the fire caught them. No. God used this situation to say, please do not do this again. Please do not take the worship of me lightly. Please don't think that you offer to me as you wish, whatever you think, even it is strange, foreign to him. Now notice what he says in verse 3. I will be sanctified. Now, what is this word sanctified? I always mention it. It is holy. This word sanctified means set apart. So God says, I am different, I am set apart. This is a principle of biblical separation. How they worship, there is a separation. You look at point C. God says, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. 
He said, I am separate, you too must be separate. That is what the word mean, holy means. Separate from the world. Separate from things that are of the world, created by the world, for the world. Those of you who want to come near to me to worship me, same principle. And he says, and before all the people, I will be glorified. In other words, what glorifies God is what He commands and we obey. To do as we wish means we glorify ourselves. God, you must accept what I bring. God is glorified when He says, This is of the world. No. Don't offer it to me. We just say, yes, God, we will not do so. God is glorified. Now, who was killed? Who were killed? Aaron's sons. Notice how verse 3 ends. And Aaron held his peace. You know, today, when churches say, don't do this, don't do that, when it's known against God's will, in fact, when it comes to the place of music, you won't find the congregation will keep silent, they will fight. If the church leader says, stop this rock and roll music, stop this pop music, soft, stop this worldly, soft, sentimental styles. I'm not sure if people will hold, hold their peace. They will come up in arms to fight against the church. Aaron's sons died. He's the father. But even as the father, he knew the children were wrong and he just held his peace. Let's look at 2.1. Now, uh, sorry, um, the Westminster, let's continue. And so limited by his revealed will, so God has principles revealed in scriptures. We must follow it that he may, be worship, that he may not be worshipped according to the imaginations and devices of men or the suggestions of Satan under any visible representation or any other way not prescribed in the Holy Scripture. There is a biblical style. Unlike what Rick Warren says, there is no biblical style and there is no such thing as whether music matters, you take from the world, take whatever and offer it to God. God has set the standard. Now let's move to um, 2.1.1. Now from this principle, we must know that music that we use 
must reflect God's nature, His holiness, His goodness, His truth. Must be holy, pure. Item B says, let all things be done decently and in order. That is the command to the church. So it must be orderly, not like a rock concert, screaming, jumping, and people doing whatever they want. You do not see this in the temple worship. And it must reflect the faith of the generations. The, the biblical doctrines passed down through the church. In which it worshiped God is something that we must take note of. As long as it's biblical. Now, the last point. The biblical principle of biblical separation, 2.2. Now, here in Romans 12, God says in verse 2, Be not conformed to this world. Now, God is very specific in the Christian worship of Him, presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. We must not be conformed. In other words, we must not be molded, following the mold and be under the pressure of the world to follow it. Are we in the world? We are in the world. The world has buildings. Does it mean be not conform means we cannot have buildings? We don't worship in buildings? The world wears clothes, so we should not wear clothes. It's not that kind of be not conformed. This world is that of the the presentation, the culture, the philosophy, that is what he's talking about. Now, later we'll see, every form of music has its own culture. The music has its philosophy. After so I give you some quotation, not by Christians, by people who are unbelievers. And well-known authorities of music that people don't question. Even they say this is a specific part of the world's philosophy that this music is representing. Be not conformed to that, God says. Now next, 2.2b. Now God says, What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? Now, if this anything that we present to God 
we must realize that there is distinction between holy things and unholy things. If that music style, that vehicle that we use is of a certain philosophy, there is anti-biblical, unrighteous, of darkness, not of Christ. God says, what has my temple to do with these things? Then, verse 17, what is the instruction from God? Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now notice the word is touch not. Do not even handle it. Don't play with it. Let alone play on instruments and present it to me. So there is a biblical principle. God says, I'm holy, I'm separate, you too. Now, so these are some biblical principles. Therefore, in 2.2.1, I summarize the music that we use must be different from worldly music. I know what's going through your mind. Is there such a thing as worldly music? We'll see afterwards. When we look at history. Number two, it must not promote, promote worldly lust. In other words, certain emotions, certain desires. Next, it must reflect the doctrinal separation from ecumenism and false Christian movements. What fellowship has righteousness with an unrighteousness? None. If a music promotes ecumenicity, means it promotes the coming together of Christianity with, with um, false movements, with the Roman Catholic Church, then that is unrighteousness and righteousness mixing together. Now the last point on the principle of music, page 3. Now let's look at A to C. There are some verses for us to read. Now, because of time shall I want us to read this, but can we read this in Mandarin and English together? Ephesians 5.19 Reading Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Lastly, abstain from all appearance of evil. Now here are some biblical principles. God specifically say, speak to yourselves and sing 
to one another in psalm hymns and spiritual songs. In item B, God says the purpose is teaching and admonishing one another. Singing is not to entertain each other. There is teaching and admonishing means there is didactic, there is principles being taught. To exhort and to correct. That is what music, or rather not just music, is psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. There is singing, there are words with it. Uh, now someone asked what is the difference between psalms, hymns and spiritual songs? Someone also asked, can we just have instrumental music? Can, can we worship God with instrumental music? Actually, we covered some sim and spiritual song in prayer meeting already. Now, psalms are psalms, just like in the Bible, the psalms in the Bible. Now, hymns, we sing hymns. Now, hymns are typically classified as um, songs that we sing that are high in, con- high in theology content. Some of the hymns you read, wow, it's like a lot of theology, very sound theology in there. Of course, when you sing Psalms, it's totally God's word, right? Now, spiritual songs are typically classified as those that are more experiential in nature. You will notice in the, some of the hymns in our hymn books are like that. My Jesus, I love thee, I, now, I know thou art mine. That is a personal, um, experiential um, type of, um, of uh, content. So, that is typically how it's um, classified. But from these verses, let me ask, can we worship God with just instruments? Okay, Risa say, okay. Why cannot? Uh, why cannot? <laughs> means, how do you teach? How do you exhort? How do you rebuke and correct when there are no words? You just hear tune. Maybe you, 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 you playing and want to correct a person. I'm correcting you. <laughs> the person, very nice. <laughs> Instrumental music alone cannot be used as worship, as a form of worship to God. Now, this principle of abstain from all appearance of evil, when you look at many of these 
um, modern contemporary worship style that has contemporary Christian music. You would say you can't say that it's free from appearance of evil because it so closely mimics rock concerts. And you know the aim of rock concerts. You know what happened at rock concerts. Drug taking, um, sensuality, the rock musicians themselves write songs to, to stir those kind of emotions in you. All the screaming, jumping, the loosening of um, any modesty. That is all this appearance of evil. The music brings that. The world mimics that. Eh, sorry, the church mimics the world instead of abstaining from the appearance of the evil. Now, so here are some principles. Maybe we could spend a lot more time on that. But for time's sake, we leave it at, at, at that and we now move to history of music. And hopefully as we go through the go through the genres, we will tie it back to these principles. Now I gave you a chart on your last page. Here is the chart. I try to color code it on the screen. Now this is the the development of music through the ages. Before I go further, those of you who say I don't like history, please don't switch off. Because I want to re-emphasize, without understanding the history, you cannot accept that there is world music and there is sacred music. And as a Christian, we cannot say we are not interested. Right? So I hope you pay attention. In fact, I'll say this. Most of the people have this big question. They always ask, what is wrong with contemporary Christian music? Why can't we use it? Now, for many years, I explained it in many ways using the technical things. But I found that every time, almost without fail, I hope tonight as well. Once the person sees it from the historical perspective of how music developed, by and large, immediately the person says, Okay, now I understand. Now I know why we shouldn't use contemporary Christian music. I hope it helps you. Because we must establish that for our church. The horizontal red line, or something like the horizontal red line, is 
um, church music, church music development. 那边红色的红横线呢，就代表了教音教会音乐的发展。And then you will see a break away, the green line that goes downwards, it breaks away, and this is where there were development of secular music, music in the world.然后你看下面一个绿色的线呢，它就分界了出来，这里就是分界了创造了一个属世的音乐。As in not church music, now there is. Secular music. So secular music moving, and then we have at a certain point of time the blue line that breaks downward, then you have a break in secular music to a different kind of music, to pop music, jazz music. Alright, so uh, we need to understand the development here. Now, so let's go. First, you have to realize, some of you do, some of, some of us, it may be a surprise, that music was predominantly in the church. Today you go to um, Coles, you go to Woolworth, there's music. And this music everywhere. You go to some place to eat, there's music. In public places. Now, you have to realize that at one time, this was not so. You want to listen to music, it only happens in church. Live music. Because then there was no radio, no, no, no um, broadcasting, so you want to hear music live in church. Now, what was music like um, up to the 1500s? Now, it's this kind of music. Chants, Gregorian chants. Let you hear how it sounded like. <laughs> Want to see? <laughs> now, that is what it used to be. It, there were hardly, there were no instruments actually, and it was just very uh, monotonous. Very simple. No embellishments. Very lyric focused. Alright. Then, 1517, Reformation. And then we begin to have hymnody, hymns. Then we have, of course, the famous one. So there were instruments. 
And then it is not monotonous anymore, like chants. There was melody. Those of you, right, so there was melody up, down, there was the tune that was there. And then you see that there were um, more embellishment, the sound is thicker, you know, thicker, like um, more substantial because there's melody lines and, and harmonies and so on. So church music took on that form. And you want to hear music? Predominantly, go to church. But in the 1700s, the world began to take some of these instruments and they began to play music. Now, in fact, at this point, I would say, may not be very accurate, but it's the birth point of classical music. Because I know some of you who are very precise, you say there's classical and then there is some um, other forms of classical music. But by and large, what I mean is the genre of classical music. You will see the names there, it's well known, J.S. Bach. Um, now, or Handel at that time as well. Now, Bach was a Christian and he composed music um, for worshipping God. Not for secular entertainment. In fact, at, his, at the beginning of his course that he composed, he always um, had to have the words equivalently, God help me. And he ends it with to the glory of God. So that is the purpose of Bach writing music. So Bach will begin to add um, the melody, uh, the use of um, the instrument. Bach was a church musician. Of course, there's Handel as well, right? The most famous work, Handel's Messiah, correct? The Alleluia chorus, everyone sings, is very famous. Now, you will notice Handel in the Handel's Messiah, he took Bible verses basically. Now, in fact, it was said that at the end of um, his um, presentation, public presentation, people congratulated him and said, What a wonderful piece! We really enjoyed it. Handel said something to the effect of, then I have failed if I've just entertained you. His purpose was that people would know more about God. So, so that is the beginning of secular, so to speak, secular music, the classical genre, the classical style. More instruments, more melody lines, um, more harmonies were added, so it's rich. 
更多的乐器，更多的音乐，更多的调子，让我们合音。But it did not stay that way. 可是不是这样持久下去 ？Even in classical realm, it began to change. 在这个古典音乐里面呢，他们也开始其他的改变。Don't think that classical music means all good. Because over time it also became distorted. Now it developed a bit before it got distorted. So I play a piece for Chopin, for example. We begin to have waltzes for dancing. Still sound quite regular in a sense. Now, what defines classical style? There is there are principles involved. Please don't think that music is is random. People who take music, you know far better than I. There is music theory. Now there are certain way when it is written is considered classical. Certain way is written is considered jazz. Certain way is written is considered rock, and so on. What makes classical classical in its style? Now, some of the typical thing is is regular. Now, one of the thing that I always am very aware of is is emphasis of music is on is on the first and the third beat. Mina, the count is one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. 幺二三，然后幺二三四，幺二三四，第一重点在第一点，还有第三点。But what diff, what rather the pop music, how it's differentiated is it changes that, it inverts that. 可是摇滚音乐呢，它怎么不同呢？它就把这个节奏混乱了。It go, it this emphasis is on the second and the fourth. 它的重点呢是在第二节还有第四节了。So it becomes it becomes one, two, three, four. Suddenly, I want to dance even. <laughs> now then, it becomes the pop star. So that's just one example. Next week, God willing, we'll go into a bit more technical things, which I will get Sharon to demonstrate. Not to entertain us. But I need us as a church to be able to identify when we hear what it is. Because as a church, if we can't differentiate, then when the church music begins to change or someone brings some bad music in, none of us knows any better. Or maybe we ourselves are not aware and then we also thought that that is fine, but it is not. What I want to say is this. 
A Christian cannot say, I don't know about music, don't ask me. A Christian cannot say, uh, music is subjective, so it depends on personal taste. Or it's too complex, I don't want to bother. Now, music can substantially change a church. Martin Luther says something to the effect next to theology, music is most important. So we cannot say I'm not interested, I, I don't care. Next thing you know, you, are, you, you and I are listening to playing pop music in church and we keep saying I don't know, I don't care. That's probably Nadab and Abihu's attitude. I don't know, I don't care. Please know that classical music also began to change and get warped. I just play for sake of um, the style, as the style began to develop, Tchaikovsky. Somehow it's not working. This is not Tchaikovsky, this silence. <laughs> is it me? Alright, maybe my recording. Never mind. I'll, my main aim is to show you Gollywalk. Hey, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> I know it's called that. Now listen to this. <laughs> okay, what ha what's happening? Did I kick something? Technical problems. This was fine. Right? Church doesn't want that sound. So. <laughs> Auto censoring. Okay, good idea. Where's the speaker? Cannot hear. It also did not, it became less and less regular. Not only that, I mean, you hear, you hear some pieces when you're driving, you say, ah, listen to classical channel when I'm driving, you turn it on. Have you come across this? Yes, I thought this classical, I want, to, I want to drive calmly and it's that noise, I got more agitated. You see, even the classical strain began to get distorted. 
Now, what I'm trying to tell you is, over time, this regular um, beat that can be used for singing, when the world starts to take it and make it their own music, became irregular and distorted. 我所要说的呢，从这个从开始正常的节奏节拍开始的时候呢，当世界夺去的时候，它就开始改变，变成他们不正常的一种节拍。So in the classical realm, that was what was happening. 就在古典音乐里面呢，就是这样子的发生。Now, but in 1900, something significant occurred. 可是在1900年的时候，一个有意义的、有巨大意义的事情发生了。Now, in fact, leading up to this time. 在还没发生这件事情的时候呢，一直有一些事情发生。we know that in America, many of the African black slaves were being transported to America. And these people, they have their own folk song that they used to sing as farmers, as workers back in Africa, and in their tribal music. So they sing certain way. But when the slave traders took hold of them, they continued to allow them to bring the music into America. Now this music was their folk music and they sang it when they are sad or when they are working to help them be motivated to work. That's what the slave Masters try to make them sing those songs. Now, then those songs began to uh, be sung um, more and more, and eventually it formed blues and it formed a kind of music which we call jazz music. Now, in fact, the word jazz, like rock and roll, is euphemism also for sexual activities. It's very sensuous. Um, it's way of playing and its composition style, which we'll see next week. Arouses certain emotions, certain feelings, certain emotions and feelings. You're familiar with jazz? Ah, it's not going to work, is it? Because I'm going to show you a fair bit of things afterwards, which I really need this to work. Should I just reboot the laptop? <laughs> <laughs> Where all else fails, reboot. <laughs> okay, let's let's reboot. Do you think that music does not affect you? 
Do you think that music um, does not stir emotions? Music is a very powerful medium that can control your emotions and make you behave, think in certain ways. Remember when King Saul was very troubled? David came and played and he calmed down. Parents who know whose children listen to rock music. Many people they become very bad tempered, very angry people. Now does music affect us? I want to show you a clip that the world made to emphasize that music has a very powerful effect, powerful effect on emotions and behavior. It can elicit the wrong emotions in worship or the right. I hope the sound works. Um, can someone turn off the lights? I think I'm blocking you all. This is no music. No music. This is a scene without music.
I think the houses next door is wondering what's happening to this church. <laughs> Maybe they come this Sunday. <laughs> Alright, so the point I want to make, even the world, they make videos like that to show to men, music is not neutral, music is not just amoral. Now, then it takes us to this stage in world music. Where musicians understood they could use music to actually create certain culture and behavior and certain philosophy in the thinking of people in society. Just like shown in this clip. Now at that time, society was going through a lot of turmoil. There was before the war, after the war, people were going through all sorts of difficulties in life and frustrations. And many of this music um, actually began to be very important in their lives, in secular life. Now, jazz music is, if you look at your notes, now we talk about the genres, right? Page 3. These quotations are taken from very... Um, Credible and respected sources. Thanks to one of our church members who um, provided um, the resource. Because I, I really wanted it to be from what the world acknowledged as authorities of music in this world. So those of you who are music students, I guess you're familiar with the Oxford Music Online, the New Grove Dictionary of Jazz and so on, these are respected sources. What's the, what's the philosophy of jazz music? So I quote from these sources. Now, created mainly by African Americans in the earlier 20th century, and it is a mixture of European American and tribal African music. Now it is very strong in rhythm and harmonics, harmonies. And a lot of freestyle improvisation. Maybe um, we'll have some demonstration next week. Then once you hear, say, oh, that's jazz, you've got to be able to identify. I know some of you who are familiar, 
when anyone plays jazz styles in the church, you get very irritated, right? Why did you get angry? Because you know that it's not godly music. It's associated, in fact, it's associated with the brothels. It was used in the brothels. Those that are training music, you know the history of jazz. It was a very sensuous um, gutter music. You get angry. But those of us who can't identify, some of us will say, Wow, last Sunday they played, the person played very well. She asked her to play more. Why the difference? Because you have to, as Christian, be able to identify at least hear and know what it is. That's why I'm trying to help in next week. Now, let's look at our notes. The word, the word originally signified lifeliness, which actually has reference to sexual excitement. So, in his... Jazz music are written with a hanging, uh, unresolved kind of emotion. It creates tension. And then it was, it was found in brothels, some clubs, dancing halls, and so on. And look at the last statement. It played a great role in shaping many forms of music, and other forms of music seem to develop from it and around it. Why do I want to tell you this? Why do I want to let you know about the genre and its philosophy? Because it is it is spawned out of society, it is spawned out for for the world and for their um, entertainment and pleasure. From very different sounds like that. To very sensuous. Everyone also died. Very odd. Wow. This is eerie. <laughs> All right. So from there, develop. Okay. Now, from. From there, develop rock music, rock and roll, then to rock and pop. Now, stop. Okay, stop. I don't know why it was. Oh. 
answer again? Yeah, uh, later. I thought I borrowed Sharon's newer laptop is going to be better than mine. <laughs> so it doesn't. Now, look at your notes. What is rock culture? Page 4. Now, rock and roll culture is created to antagonize. It is a very um, strong music that causes rebellion. It's a youth culture. So, the society was like that then, and the music was written for this rebellious culture. Music has a philosophy, it has a culture. Now, then there was the rhythm and blues. Point number three. Now, then in slowly, even in church, the music began to change. Then you have the rhythm and blue music. Let you hear what this sounds like. Church music began to change. So this black music, they became what were called spirituals. They sang their folk style and brought it into the church, this kind of spiritual, this kind of rhythm and blues, jazz music. It's a sensuous music, a music that is invented, the jazz music invented by the world for the world. And then we of course have the rock and so on. So church music also began to change. The world music of course went crazy. Now, then came this group called the Beatles. Many of you are familiar. Now, the Beatles will change world music history. They took the world by storm. Now, their music from folk, they developed pop, and then they became more and more focused on the electronic sound. You must understand pop music electronic style. Before that was just these instruments, then it became more, they plug into amplifiers, they plug into um, 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 electronic boards, and they modulate and change the sound. Why do I need to tell you that? Now, it was also around this time where the invention of the electric guitar became more and more important. The musicians, now, actually at this period, it was a period of rebellion and there were a lot of 
drug taking in society. This is the hippies period. And then these musicians, they realize that when they're high on drugs, they hear certain sound and they hallucinate. They experience a high that they always want to recreate in them. This hallucination. And what some of these groups did, like the Beatles, they took the guitar and they plug it into um, amplifiers which they rig, rig up themselves. And they admit they take, well, they take drugs and then while they have that hallucination, that sound that's going through their mind, they try and tune the amplifier to create that sound that they hear in their head and the feeling that they experience. That's why it is not music, it is sound. What's the sound of electric guitar? That kind, right? It is exactly when they're when they high, they get this confusing sound, but they feel very high. That's why, then they realize if they can create that without taking drugs, they don't have to give drugs to their audience, but they can create that same emotion in the audience. That's why, a lot of this music is very addictive, right? Because it has the same effect. They understood that. In fact, many of them, these, these rock musicians, these jazz musicians, they openly declare this. They write music to rouse the people. Sexually also. Now, many of these jazz rock musicians, they want to sleep with the young girls after the rock concert. And we read during that period how things were, probably now too. So all these were part of the world creating for the world for their carnality. Alright, so this long part finally to come to this point in about the, at about the 70s. That is when the, the church began to pay attention to this rock and pop music in the world. It moved away from its regular classical style. It reached into the world, took its music, slapped on Christian words, and said this is now Christian music. This is a music that is created by Satan for the world, carnality, uh, filthiness, fornication, even the names of the genre are those. 
这就是撒旦为整个世界、这整个教会创造出来的音乐，是满足我们的私欲还有性方面的要求的东西。Doesn't mean you put Christian words to it, then God is going to accept it. 不要以为加上了基督教的字句呢，神就会接纳。The censor, the the priests were supposed to use censors. 啊，那个啊，那个祭司呢，他们不是要用去人口调查。But it No, the 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 sensor, the incense sensor. Oh, 那个烧的那个香呢？他们不应该用个火的。They they have they use a system, but what they choose to put in it matters. 可是你用什么料是重要的问题要去解决。So we cannot. It's it's the same as almost saying like, um, we take cigarettes, we take drugs, we we take a hard liquor. And then we just put some Christian label in front of it and say, "All right, Christians can take it." 就好像说我们吸烟或者吸毒或者喝那些烈酒，然后我们上面写上一些基督徒的字句，我们说好，基督徒现在可以喝了，可以吃了。God says, "Be holy, for I am holy." 神说你们要圣洁，因为我是圣洁。So if you understand this, 如果你明白这个道理 ，all the while this proper God-defined music. 很多时候，这个神所定义的音乐 ，which God used people like Bach, Handel, um, to write. 神利用巴克来写的这些音乐 ，they have proper structures. 他们有正确的一个一个呃规模。And then the world, at rather the church, or put it this way, the world liked the church music. They distorted it for themselves, and then the world began to like the ch- the church began to like the world's music, and they reached in and took it up. 啊，怎怎么说呢？换句话说，这些世界呢，了解古典音乐，他们拿了古典音乐，变成使他们变成怪异。然后那个教会呢，看到了世界的音乐，又把这世界音乐输入的教会来成为基督教的音乐。So do you understand why we don't use it now？ 所以你现在明白为什么不用这个基督教音乐吗 ？It's created by the world for the world. God says, "Be not conformed to the world." 因为这个是世界创造的，是给世界用的，所以神说不要效法世界。God says, "Touch not the unclean things." 神说不要碰那不净洁净的东西。Now, when you look at the church that begins to use this music, 当你看到这些教会开始用这些音乐的时候 ，you won't see it like using him. Then tomorrow, suddenly, this kind of rock pop music. 你会。It is a gradual process, like you see here. Classical music, a gradual process, like you see here. Church music slowly changes. What I'm trying to say is, if BPCWA do not keep very close tab and really understand this issue. 我是说，如果西澳主席圣经上会不对这件事情上关关的注意的话，然后很小心的去观看。I showed you video of BP churches。我给你看过其他主席圣经长老会。That is turned to rock and roll, electric guitar, screaming. That is BP churches。用了摇滚音乐、电子吉他，还有尖叫，这就是他们所谓的主席圣经教教会。How do this music come in? Very often through fellowship groups. Very often through the pianist playing preludes, bringing in outside music. 
during offertory prayers, playing. During um, church camps. In fact, when you study the history of church music changing, is almost every book comes to the same conclusion. We have some families who are here with us. They left the church because of the music that has changed. And they say the same thing. Identical. The reason why we are doing this is for this purpose. Unless we expose the wiles of the devil. Unless you become aware of it. It come in and we don't know. That is why this is crucial. Now, some, so church music began to change. Now, I'll just let you listen to some. Do you used to sing this? I used to sing this. Can you hear it? Alright. Now, I told you they took this from the world, right? I'll play music that is pretty much like that. From the world. This pop music. See that pop, pop style they took from the world, and then they bring it in. Then they start to play the guitar the same way. They sing the same kind of. Sound. Let me see what else do I have. I just want to show you the similarities. Now you can't hear the words. But those of you who live with me in the 70s, you know this is pretty much. What we used to hear as pop songs. Now, and then, certain pieces became very popular. The pop sentimental ones. And these pieces, almost every church that I speak to and that I observe myself, and those that came to our church, they say yes, these were the few pieces that the church began to play first. Then slowly it became full-blown CCM. These are the ones. Familiar? 
Martin Nordstrom. We'll do more of this next week, but I want you to know that these were the pieces that were always introduced first. Another one. Oh no, not that one. So this kind of sound. Another very popular one. This is the other piece. Listen to the singing style. Can you play the Marshall to download one piece just now? <laughs> now, one of the singing style of the CCM performers, they will sing very close. <sighs> now, I'm, I'm not, I don't know why you laugh actually, but I'm just really telling you that is a style of singing. Many of the rock musicians, they sung like that. You notice they always hold the mic like that. Can't be a rock singer. Right? You know, in, as preachers, we are trained never to get too close to the mic. They do this because when they go very near and they whisper to you. <laughs> It's a very sensuous thing. They're coming next to your ears. It's the sensuality. That is how they design um, singing for themselves. But Christians pick it up. So you listen to you listen to that piece. I let you play. I let you listen to a jazz piece. Exactly the same. The piano introduction, sentimental pop. Very close, very, very uh, up close personal. Okay. Now, all these sounds are, are picked up from the world into the church. 
So why I play a Christian contemporary Christian music piece and I play a world piece is to let you know the world went down to the gutter and took it, put Christian words and said, let's offer this strange fire to God. Turn to your notes, page 4. So you see the culture, there is a philosophy. Rock culture is during the counterculture, point number 4, protest movement. The, the folk music during the social protest movements. Folk music, number six. Now, please know that these are not my words. These are not even the words of Christians. These are the words of secular unbelievers who chronicle music and tell you this is what the culture means in these genres. And the world, that is the reason why we do not use this music, no matter how nice it sounds. Without telling you all the technicalities, what is blues and so on. I, I hope just by the history itself, you understand now why we don't use it. I want you to turn and then we close. I have to leave the rest for next week. It's 9.30. Is this the first time this happened to Christianity? Where people worship God and they took this noisy, um, carnal music that affects them, affects their behavior even, and worship God? Is this the first time? Satan tried long time ago. But he failed. When he introduced it very hard and fast, it didn't work. But over time, he managed to, in our age, I show it to you when the first time Satan tried to do that. Please turn to page 3. Now I quote to you Exodus chapter 32. We know this famous event where the people worship the golden calf at the bottom of the hill. Let's read in English and Chinese together. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery. In either it is the voice of them that cry for being overcome. 
But the noise of them that sing do I hear. I want you to draw your attention. Number one, Joshua heard noise. The people were making what in his ears were noise. He said, This is not music. Now we have, then I didn't know what kind of noise. Today we hear this electric guitar, we say it's music. When, when it first came out, People say this is rubbish, this is noise. Now, so he thought it was war, and then Moses said, No, it is not. It is noise of singing. Singing. They were worshipping God with this music that they took from Egypt. They probably remember the drumming, the, the styles and all that. And remember at this time, what did they do when they were worshipping worshiping God through the calf? They were dancing, right? What were they wearing? They undressed themselves. This is what the music did to them. This kind of worship. This to me is the first contemporary Christian worship. And it affected how they behave. You look at the dancing, the sensuality. You look at the dressing. When the church have that kind of music, it will lead to that. It does not glorify God. It glorifies man and his flesh. It is not be holy for I am holy. It is not touch not the unclean thing. But it is bringing the unclean thing into worship. Of the Holy God. I hope we are convinced. This is not only not for church. I want to emphasize this. It is not for the Christian personal use as well. If you're listening to jazz, pop, rock, singing, performing it, these are things that are not of God. God says, Be holy, for I am holy. I share with you a personal testimony. Let me close. These were music that gripped me for most of my Christian life. And as long as I listened to them, sang them, played them, my spiritual life never grew. I only became more and more worldly. I thank God for delivering me from it. If you think they are harmless, remember Satan created this with a philosophy that will change you. 
Don't play with these things. Let us pray. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask that you truly open our hearts and understand this issue. Music is not neutral. Music has its philosophy, its culture. Lord, you told us not to be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Lord, we want to think differently about this music now. Not only in church, but also in our personal lives. Help us, Lord, to touch not these unclean things. Father, we pray for next week. We ask that you would help us to really understand the different kind of sounds. Even without much technical understanding, we can identify them. Draw us back next week. Establish your church. Lord, those who have heard this for the first time, Lord, may you also work in each heart. Grant us obedience to be holy, separate, because you are holy. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we go, there were some questions submitted which I'll answer next week. Someone asked about the Bible tells us to sing with many instruments. So can we use instruments? A lot of instruments. What instruments are allowed? What are not? What about dancing? The Bible has many instances of the people dancing. Can we dance? Should we dance during worship? The Bible says make a loud noise. To God. So should we have very loud music? Um, and some other questions. Oh, and if if the church use classical music, then why can't we use jazz music? And the question, some churches only sing psalms, they don't sing anything else. Should we do that? Right, so some of these questions. And I encourage you to submit your questions through the week. Write to me, WhatsApp to me, so that we can answer them. Alright, thank you, God bless. See you on Sunday.